There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. When I found my next guest online, I knew we were in great alignment. Amir Karian is a third-generation mushroom farmer based in California. He overcame Lyme's disease through the power of mushrooms and now grows medicinal and functional mushrooms for their alchemy supplement range. Mushrooms are becoming a booming market with a huge potential that can impact our health and wellness, sustainability and industry in limitless ways. I honestly never thought I would get so excited about mushrooms, but I hope you also do after this conversation. Welcome, Amir, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited to have you here as well. Now, you're coming to us from the USA uh, in California uh, at the moment, um, and we're, I'm, I'm super keen to talk to you today because um, you're into some really cool stuff. Now, can you... First of all, for people who don't know you, uh, tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Amir Karian. I'm a third-generation mushroom farmer, mycologist, um, entrepreneur. I've recently launched a new company called Alchemy Mushrooms, where we grow and market functional and medicinal mushrooms to the world. And I'm currently actually sitting at the farm where I not only work every day, but live as well. So... That's amazing. Um, now, I had a bit of a look at some of the info that you sent to me and I'm just super curious about it because, um, you know, it's it's not something that we get a lot of here in Australia. Um, but I guess one of the first things I'd love to ask you, I mean, what what's the difference between a regular mushroom and a functional or medicinal mushroom? Yeah, that's a question we get a lot. Um, I would say all mushrooms do have a functional or medicinal property. So um, traditionally, when you think of mushrooms, most people think of the button mushrooms that are on your pizzas or the portobellas you throw on a grill. Yep. Um, those are your kind of gourmet, what we consider gourmet mushrooms. Um, functional medicinal mushrooms are a very old category, actually. It's been used in traditional Asian and Eastern medicine for thousands of years, but now it's really starting to blow up in, in Western culture. Um, and why we call them functional medicinals, because they have uh, properties that can, can boost their you know, health benefits. So for example, there's several mushrooms. Um, I like to think of them all as having their own little superpowers. Yep. So for example, there's a mushroom called lion's mane that is incredible for cognitive support, memory, focus, things like that. And showing really pro- uh, positive uh, clinical research for potentially treating and reversing symptoms of Alzheimer's in old age. Wow. Um, 
you have several other mushrooms. Cordyceps is typically considered the athlete's mushroom, uh, has the ability to increase stamina and endurance by upregulating oxygen inflow, um, supporting your adrenals. Um, and, you know, there's several others. Um, so that's kind of why we call them functional slash medicinal mushrooms. But, you know, even when you think of your gourmet mushrooms like portobellas, shiitakes, they have incredible health benefits, too. They're very powerful for immune system. Mm. Um, shiitakes are excellent detoxifiers as well. So, you know, if I, you know, if I could market it one way, I would say mushrooms in general are all functional, all medicinal. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in some in some circles, mushrooms get a bad rap. Um, not everyone's a fan of mushrooms. Um, but um, I know for me, oh, I yeah, I never used to eat them and now I love them. So um, I, I guess with medicinal mushrooms, though, um, is there a particular way that you have to um, ingest them? Um, you know, you wouldn't just have them in a stir from or something like that. Yeah, actually, some of them you definitely can cook them up. Like lion's mane, for example, if you cook it with enough butter, tastes like lobster. It's incredible. But yeah, so I highly recommend (laughs) that one. Um, But most of the other, um, you know, immune modulating mushrooms like reishi and chaga and turkey tail, they're very hard. They're, you know, as hard as wood. Mm. So you can't really eat them as you would a normal uh, culinary mushroom. So typically the way they're ingested is either by dehydrating them and pulverizing them into a fine powder, which you can uh, take in capsules, add to your smoothies, coffees, um, or do what we call a hot water extraction or alcohol extraction where you're pulling out some of the beneficial compounds. And, you know, a lot of times it's taken as a tincture yep. that can be you know, put right into your mouth or into your teeth. Um, so that's, that's typically how these mushrooms are taken. I know a lot of people, the thought of eating mushrooms, they're not fans of. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, you know, there's all these different uh, ways that people can get the benefits of mushrooms without putting them on your plate now. Now, um, you know, you're you're there on the farm right now um, and, you know, you've, you've been doing this for quite some time. You also um, had Lyme's disease, right? And, and how did mushrooms help you through that? So that was uh, really a pivotal moment for me in this world of mushrooms. So I actually grew up, um, you know, third generation mushroom farmer. Uh, my family immigrated here from Iran and somehow got into the mushroom industry. But this was back in the 70s before really many people were eating mushrooms in the U.S. Um, so, you know, we were growing, you know, your white and brown buttons and portobellas. But what got me super interested in mushrooms was when I got, you know, sick with Lyme disease, like you said, I you know, when I turned 18 was when I was diagnosed. And for anyone who's ever dealt with Lyme disease, they know how debilitating of a disease it is and how frustrating it is because a lot of times it goes completely undiagnosed Mm. because it can manifest in any symptom. Uh, Doctors will say, nothing's wrong with you. Your blood tests are fine. We don't know why you feel like this. So um, when I was diagnosed, um, I was really, really sick to the point where I couldn't walk too long. I would just feel agony and need to lay down. I was bedridden for quite some time. And my brain fog had gotten so bad that I could barely read, you know, text in front of me. Mm. So Mm. I sought out, um, you know, infectious diseases, uh, medical professionals. And, you know, I was young. So I went up to him and said, tell me what we need to do. I'll do whatever you tell me. Give me antibiotics. Let's get me back to shape. And their answers were all the same. They said, Amir, 
there is no cure for Lyme disease. It's a chronic illness, but we can get you back to feeling healthy so you can live a normal day-to-day life. And, you know, I was stubborn at 18. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to take that for an answer. So I started studying holistic remedies and I was, you know, introduced to this holistic uh, nutritionist and she put me on this two-year program of just nutrition and holistic supplements, um, alternative medicine, really. And I was cured. After two years of this, I went back to the original doctor that diagnosed me and he did the same PCR DNA test and Lyme was completely out of my body and his jaw was on the floor. And he Whoa. said, Amir, let me get my notepad. You need to tell me everything you did. <sighs> so, um, in, you know, while I was going through the treatment or the protocol, I'm always someone that likes to know what I'm taking, what I'm doing. And I research a lot of that. Um, and I noticed all of the supplements, almost all of them had a medicinal mushroom in them, whether it was reishi or turkey tail to help your immune response or cordyceps to uh, support your energy and adrenal function. Um, so that's when I really started studying these medicinal mushrooms because they were pivotal in, in, in curing my Lyme disease. So after that, when I was back on my feet, I went to the family and said, you know, are we growing these types of mushrooms? And, you know, this was seven, eight years ago before this kind of explosion in the world of mushrooms has happened. And, you know, the response was no, this is a very niche market in Asia. It's yeah. not popular in the U.S. The, the juice isn't worth the squeeze to grow these because they're difficult mushrooms to grow. Um, you know, and you know, obviously stubborn me, I said, <laughs> I, I see so much potential in these. The way they helped me, other people need to get the benefits of these. It needs to help more people around the world. So I kind of took it upon myself at that point. And I converted this shipping container we had laying you know, on the parking lot of one of our facilities, turned it into a mini mushroom farm. And over, over the course of several years, I started uh, working with these mushrooms, learning how to grow them, optimize the growing parameters and whatnot. And yeah, and it was a really fun process for me. And that's where Alchemy was born because I wanted to really get these mushrooms out to the world. Um, Fast forward, you know, five, six years later, I get a call from, from, you know, my uncle said, Amir, we're getting so much demand for chaga and lines. I mean, everybody wants it. Do you know how to grow this stuff? I said, I mean, yeah, that's what I told you guys. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> so uh, I'm really happy. It's now, um, you know, people are now really starting to see the benefits and it's becoming a bigger market in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's there's now a greater awareness of, of what we should be putting into our bodies as well. And, um, you know, I, how how is the farm going? I've got, I've got to ask, you know, like now that you're doing these niche kind of mushrooms and, and in a medicinal way, um, is, is it booming? It's – we're actually just at the cusp of launching the wholesale division for these powders. Wow. It's been mm. in development for the past six years now. Uh, really to optimize the the medicinal values in these mushrooms. And we are getting a lot of amazing feedback. We've sent out samples to the industry um, because, you know, we've been in this mushroom industry for a while um, and we've been selling different powders like high vitamin D mushroom powder and things like that. But now we're introducing these medicinals and there's a lot of interest. So we're really excited um, to get it out the, on the wholesale front and, and get these into people's products and, and supplements and things like that. But yeah, so far everything's been amazing and we're really excited. 
Oh, that's great. And you know what, there's there's never been a better time for it, you know, like with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. People are just, you know, so low in vitamin D. So it's something that uh, we all need, um, particularly those of us in lockdown, like myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, getting enough sunlight. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, with um, what you're doing now, um have you got any stories of how you're helping people um, with the, the products that you're now producing? Yeah, actually, um, what's funny is the feedback from selling the Alchemy products has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, and people don't know how to articulate it. I get a lot of phone calls and texts and emails from people saying, you know, I don't know how to explain this, but I just feel so mentally and physically and emotionally amazing the past few weeks that I've been taking your supplement. And I think the reason people don't know how to explain it is because we're traditionally um, used to very high impact uh, supplements. You know, we drink coffee or drink a Red Bull when we want energy and it's just instant Mm. spike, which is kind of a superficial um, boost in energy. Or, you know, people that have trouble focusing, they'll take an Adderall and then you know, suddenly they feel like this crazy rush of focus. So when you take something that is more of a foundational supplement, it's not necessarily a cerebral stimulant like coffee. These support the organs in your body that that really help these functions. So for example, cordyceps, it's not coffee where it's giving you a cerebral rush. It's supporting your adrenal function in your kidneys. So you have naturally, you know, stable levels of energy. Um, so I think that's why people have a hard time because they've never felt anything like this before. Um, but we're really excited with the way it's helping. And, uh, um, you know, I actually have a, a good close friend of mine who's a, who's a physician right now. And he called me the other day. He's been, he's been into mushrooms for a long time. He said, Amir, I've uh, been working at the hospital. We've had this patient with lung cancer. She was at stage four and we did several rounds of, of radiation And it got to the point where doctors actually had to have the talk with her that there was no more that they could do for Mm. her. And he told me the only change, you know, she started studying, you know, different types of medicine. And the only change she had made while continuing irradiation was adding turkey tail mushroom supplements. And miraculously, everything turned around and the doctors were dumbfounded. So it's, you know, hearing stories like that are really you know, really keep us going and really drive us to continue pushing this out to people. Um, because, you know, we know the impacts these mushrooms can have. Um, many countries are, are starting to realize it. Turkey tail is actually a prescribed anti-cancer medication in, in, in Japan right now. Wow. So you know, the studies are continuing to flow through and we're just gathering more and more data um, so the world can really benefit from these mushrooms. And this is it. And I think this is why, you know, we need to have conversations like this, Amir, because people just don't know about this stuff. You know, there's no awareness of, um, you know, what can actually be done with this stuff. And it's natural as well. So we're not talking chemicals that are going to potentially make you even sicker. So, you know, I think we've really got to get that awareness out there. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that was a really big reason um, for starting this retail company, Alchemy, is because we've traditionally been wholesalers. We sell mushrooms to grocery stores and brokers for the supplement market. But 
when you're a wholesaler, you don't have much direct communication with your consumers. You don't build that trust with the end user um, of the products. And so with starting Alchemy, we, you know, our mission is obviously to improve people's health, but more so is to educate people on these healthy alternative medicines with mushrooms. Um, and so our plan is really to speak with people like you, um, influential people that can spread the knowledge of what mushrooms can do for you. So it excites more people um, to not only using these medicines, but getting more people, you know, involved in the industry, farming mushrooms and studying mushrooms. Yeah. And, you know, I know you were talking before about, you know, some of the different um, types of um, mushrooms. Um, and um, I've been on a, a nutrition plan for the last two years. And one of the uh, stages actually uh, uses shiitake mushrooms. Um, and they're not as popular here in Australia. They're starting to get popular, but um, they're not the nicest things to eat Um straight up um they can be very slimy smelly <laughs> um yep. but when you learn how to treat them they can actually be quite delicious so and they are so powerfully beneficial like you said so i noticed a huge difference when i was having those um and you know just just general um everyday like brown kind of mushrooms that we get here or swiss brown mushrooms um are probably the most popular um but yeah it i've noticed the difference that just a different type of mushroom makes yeah definitely um like i said they all have their superpowers and the best thing is really to just incorporate as many as you can into your into your diet into your nutrition program um, those shiitake mushrooms, I do agree with you. I actually have grown to love the taste, but at first they're, they're pretty strong tasting. They have yeah. a really powerful umami taste. And if you're not into that, you know, typical mushroom taste, they're going to be tough for you to eat. Yeah. Thankfully there's powders <laughs> and things like that you can take, but yeah, um, they can be slimy. Learning how to cook them is key, Yeah, that, you yeah. know, cause you can, You've got to learn the secrets to make them as you know appetizing. As possible. Yeah, I, I made them uh, much more palatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, growing mushrooms and and bringing um, those different types into America, um, and and you know trying to get a, a bit of a you know a foundation of those. What's been your biggest challenge in doing that, and how have you overcome it? Well, uh, a big challenge was initially learning how to grow these mushrooms. Um, it was fairly new in the U.S. Uh, several years back. And I could tell you that, you know, I, I shed tears you know, on several occasions trying to grow these mushrooms. We ran into so many pitfalls of just um, contamination and things like that. Mushroom farmers, I think mushroom farming is one of the most difficult jobs in agriculture. Um, we talked to, you know, a lot of our farmers come from different, you know, agricultural backgrounds they say they've never uh seen something as difficult as mushroom farming just from the variability of your crops um so it's you know definitely difficult um to grow them but this is different than your traditional crop growing because we're not just growing the food anymore we're growing the medicine mm. so um just growing the mushroom is one thing but making sure that mushroom has a high level of medicinal potency and a consistent level of medicinal potency is very key because uh that's what people expect when they when they buy something that's going to be affecting their their health they want the market because um it wasn't enough to just say hey here's some reishi mushroom powder we wanted to make sure it's the best that we can offer the highest quality product um and do it in a way that is 
economical in the U.S. Um, mushroom farming is huge in China. So actually, 80%, over 80% of medicinal functional mushrooms come out of China. And so that was a, a really big step for us to say, you know, we want to bring this to the U.S. Um, so we can have a certain level of quality there that we can't necessarily expect or, or, um, or just consistently achieve when we're importing from different countries. So, uh, you know, the whole ride has been a challenge and I know it'll continue to be a challenge going forward, but it's definitely worthwhile. Yeah, and no doubt you'd probably have some challenges around things like environment and and climate as well um, because, you know, it would get quite hot there in California as well. Um, And, you know, I I don't think a lot of people have the awareness on how mushrooms are actually grown. Um, You know, just, you know, it's it's a science really and those spores and making sure that, you know, they're in the right conditions, um, that's got to be challenging. It is quite challenging. When I first started in, you know, learning about mushroom farming, um, you know, I learned that mushrooms are grown indoors in climate controlled growing rooms, similar to cannabis or greenhouse. Um, so I thought, Oh my God, that's so easy. It's not a seasonal crop. You can do it year round. You can control the temperature and the atmosphere. That's a piece of cake. And then you quickly learn just how not a piece of yeah. cake it really is. Um, yeah, you know, mushrooms are face a lot of different challenges and, and variables. Um, raw material is, is very important where you're sourcing it and how consistent the raw material is. Um, mushrooms are very susceptible to disease. And because they're different than traditional crops where they have seeds, you know, traditional crop will spread a seed. Mushrooms spread spores, um, kind of like pixie dust, and they, they shoot them off into the environment. So, a huge problem mushroom farmers face is that if there's any disease, the disease is kind of spread into mm, the air yeah. through those pores. So once we have that on a farm, it, it can be catastrophic for that farm because it really, it doesn't just get into that one growing room. You know, spores are, you know, a lot of times invisible. They can stick to the farmer's clothes. They track it into other rooms and then you have mm. massive outbreaks. So that, is, you know, that makes mushroom farming very difficult. Um, yeah, so always, always a learning process. So well. you know, it, it keeps you it definitely keeps you on your feet. We've been in the business for over fifty years now. Actually, this year is our fifty year anniversary, um, and we are still caught by surprise all the time because these are biological organisms, yep. and you can't expect that everything is going to go perfectly every time. That's it. It's a living thing, isn't it? So um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, Amir, I love asking this question to uh, all the guests that come on the show. Can you define for me what being ethical means to you? What being ethical means? So we have a a kind of a saying here and really a motto that drives our quality making decisions. And that's if it's not good enough for our families, it's not good enough for any of our customers. We won't sell it. Um, We want to make sure... When we're making decisions like what farms we'll partner with for certain herbs that we add to our mushroom powders or what farms we purchase some of our raw materials from, you know, obviously this one may be a little bit closer, the freight will be cheaper, um, all those factors, but those decisions don't um, justify a lack of quality. So it always comes down to quality, quality, quality with us. And I think that's a big piece of what ethical means to us. Um, doing things for the right reason. Um, 
And then on the other hand, you know, sustainability, yeah. uh, making sure that we're not only doing right by our customers and giving them the best quality medicine, but we're, what we're doing right by our planet. Uh, mushrooms are very sustainable crops at their core. Uh, they actually are the most uh, resourceful in terms of water consumption. So when you think about um, beef production, for mm. example, a pound of beef requires about 2,500 gallons of water on average to produce, which is crazy when you mm. think about it, um, just because of the whole supply chain of, you know, growing the food and all the way down. Um, and then you get into a little bit more environmentally friendly crops. Bananas use about 100 gallons of water per pound. Uh, avocados, about 70. Mushrooms use one. Wow. One gallon wow. of water per one pound of mushrooms. So they're very resourceful. They take a very small footprint to grow a lot of. Um, the amount of electricity they use is very low. It's about, you know, a pound requires less than half of what it takes to run your dishwasher. Wow. Um, so very resourceful. And, and yeah, you know, we're, we're growing them on completely solar powered farms. We've developed new technology that allows us to reduce our, our water intake even more. So, you know, part of the ethics is, is you know, making sure planet is benefiting from this, from this production as well. Oh, I love it. We need to grow more mushrooms, I reckon. <laughs> we do need to grow more mushrooms. People need to start adding mushrooms to all their dishes so we can, you know, do a, away with as much meat as we're consuming. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just about as good as meat, aren't they? Um, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're saying it's your, your 50th year um, now, this year. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. You know, and with supplements and, and supplying um, products to the industry, um, what are your future plans? Future plans are, you know, continue to uh, grow awareness in this space. Um, we would like to definitely continue to enhance our our products it's, it's going to be a, a perpetual uh, process of improving our medicine we would like to see um, the future of mushrooms grow and be a big part of that in terms of um, how they will start disrupting the medicinal space as well as the pharmaceutical space um, I'm sure you've been reading up and or hearing about the psychedelic revolution that we're we're a part of right now um, so that's definitely very interesting and very promising for for mental health and we, we would love to be a big part of that and pioneering, you know, the movement into psychedelics as well. Um, and then a lot of other sustainable technologies with mushrooms. Um, we, you know, mushrooms are now being used as meat alternatives. We have companies like Meaty Foods um, and uh, Atlas Foods that are making mushroom, like 100% mushroom meat that looks identical to steak. It's, it's insane. Wow. If you look up Meaty with an eye, uh, foods and look up their mushroom steak, you, you'll you be like, okay, this is, you know, Photoshop is yeah. <laughs> steak. Um, so that's really amazing to see. Mushrooms are also being used as packaging materials mm. instead of using mm. styrofoam, oil-based products. Now we can grow mycelium into these, you know, form any shape we want really to, to ship out products inspired and gradable. Um, now, you know, we have even more companies now called, uh, you know, one of them is called Bolt Threads and Microworks. They've been working on 
fabrics out of out of mycelium. They're creating leather. So now they have partnerships with companies like Adidas to make Adidas shoes. Um, they've partnered with Hermes to make purses oh completely my out of mushrooms. It's insane. <laughs> and you can't tell. It looks exactly like leather. Um, so yeah, the future is really promising. We want to be a part of every avenue we can, but it just seems like every day we're getting, you know, new articles emailed to us of a new crazy technology that people are doing with mushrooms and it's hard to even keep up with, you know, we want to be a part of it all, but you know, it's, yeah. it's exploding in so many different areas. Wow. That is mind blowing. Seriously. I would not have even thought of half of those things, but <laughs> like, it's so incredible with innovation, what we can do with just one product, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, wow. There's just, blown my mind um and it's interesting that you mentioned psychedelics there because it was something i was going to bring up as well um because no doubt if someone saw your fact sheet or actually started to look at this conversation they'd be like are you talking about magic mushrooms yeah. <laughs> yep. um so you know there's there's a definite potential there for that to also be a part of medicine in a, in a very cool very ethical and um healthy way isn't it Absolutely. Um, and I think it's starting to scare a lot of pharmaceutical companies right now to see, you know, the potential this has to replace typical, you know, depression medications that people are prescribed. Um, right now, there's a lot of growing research showing, that, you know, psychedelics potential to treat obviously depression, anxiety, um, substance abuse, which is insane. You, you, you have people um, taking, you know, psychedelic over obviously controlled yeah. therapeutic doses, um, completely rewiring their brains to overcome uh, addiction, you know, longstanding addictions. So the, the science is really promising. And the, the amazing thing about psychedelics, especially uh, mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, is that it's a very quick treatment and a long lasting treatment. Whereas, you know, someone with depression is typically prescribed medication for God knows how many years. Mm. When you go into uh, psychedelics, it, all it can take a lot of times is just one, um, you know, therapy assisted dose to really change your perspective. Um, and so that is, that is amazing in itself, getting people off of pills every single day. So, we're, you know, that's an exciting field that's exploding right now. And it's exciting to see where it's going to go. It, it's still in its infancy and there's so much excitement around it. Um, you're seeing a lot of uh, people excited about it on the recreational side as well. How mm. are we going to be microdosing these mushrooms? Um, and, you know, there's potential for that as well. Up until recently, it's been very uh, kind of speculative in terms of its, its uh benefits on the microdosing side but recently a article came out of Yale University showing it was on mice but it was showing that just a single dose of psilocybe mushrooms was able to very long term and and quickly and effectively increase um, neural pathways in the brain's prefrontal cortex uh, so that, that that is amazing for what it can potentially do for mental health that's incredible. Yeah, like, I mean, if we could calculate how many people there are just in the US alone on, you know, medication for mental illness, um, imagine the difference this could make. Exactly. 
Exactly. Oh, I mean, we've got to get this happening. <laughs> <laughs> the sooner the better. We can't wait. We're just waiting for uh, the politics to catch up with the science. Yeah. So we can so, move uh, faster. So if people want to find out more about alchemy and your farm and what you do, where can they go? Our website, Alchemy Mushrooms, is a great resource. Uh, education on mushrooms as well as the mushrooms we specifically grow. Um, alchemy is spelled uh, alchemy with an I at the end instead of a Y. Um, and then our Instagram is a great resource too. We love to show people the ins and outs of our farm life. Mm-hmm. We, we want people to be connected with their food and really see what they're eating and what they're getting uh, every day. So we like to post a lot of, you know, day in the life farm videos. Um, so yeah, I would say check us out on Instagram. And if you're excited about mushrooms, email us, shoot us a DM because we're always excited to talk to people about mushrooms we can go on all day amazing i'm i'm so gonna go follow you on instagram now (laughs) (laughs) now i've got the last big question for you amir what's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life with regard to mushroom i think there's so many potentials for it to benefit the world in so many ways we can improve the sustainability of so many different industries we currently have the plastic the waste you know that we're that we're um, producing every day can be virtually eliminated with mushroom products Um, it can have such a beneficial impact on people's health Um, it can have such a beneficial impact you know in in different sectors even in energy you know sustainable energy so uh you know what we want to do more than anything is to get people excited Uh, as excited as we are about the future of mushrooms so we can continue to educate new farmers in college and new scientists and researchers so we can continue to grow this industry to do better for the world because we know the impact mushrooms can and will have on the planet. That is massive. Like just from the conversation I've had with you, I never thought I'd be so excited about mushrooms. Seriously. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> oh, it just made me so super curious now. and I've, I've got to know all about it. But, wow, yeah, it's something that we really do need to raise that awareness in because, you know, just from, you know, the sustainability standpoint and how it can impact other industries and actually help save the planet, I, I think it just has huge potential. Absolutely huge <laughs> potential and we're just getting started, which is the best thing about it. Oh, you're going to skyrocket. I can just see it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We're all, we'll all skyrocket together. Sounds good. Now, I mean, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the ethical evolution. Um, like I said, I have never been so excited about mushrooms. So thank you for joining us. Likewise, likewise. It was a pleasure and thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. 
But I like airplane. I know you do. But Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast. Electric acid.